Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, again, we thank you so much for this time we were about to have with you, Lord God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord, you shall minister to every single listener that is out there today, O Lord God. You know the needs, you know the desires, you know what's going on in their lives, O Lord God. So I pray that Holy Spirit will minister to them in his own special way. Heavenly Father, open their ears that they may hear, open their eyes that they may see, and open their hearts that they may understand, O Lord. I praise you, Lord God. I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will, for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Praise God, praise God. At the outset here, I wanted to say that. I wanted to hit pause and uh, go and get your Bible and a marker, a pencil, paper. You know, take some notes as Holy Spirit so guides, because you'd be surprised how these uh, things that we discuss here and your highlighting in your Bible will come back to help you later on uh, as you go through life. Amen. Amen. So praise God. Right off the bat here, we're going we're to go to the, uh, to the Word of God here. But uh, I want to start by saying you've probably heard the scripture quoted before, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So I'm going to go through scripture here, and as usual, I always say that the uh, the word of God was not written, okay, it was not, you know, inspired by Holy Spirit, just to have a, uh, a documentation of a, of a series of events, of interesting and fascinating events that took place in antiquity. But the word of God had these words penned so that we here in the 21st century and throughout the ages will be able to benefit by what the word of God is saying and look at what is the practical application of these events as depicted in the word of God. Amen. So that's what we always want to remember that as we're studying, going through the word of God. So in these particular scriptures today, we're talking about Zerubbabel, Zechariah, you know, as the prophet. Zerubbabel was uh, um, he was uh, given the task of building, building the temple. And so Zechariah brought a prophecy to him. And we're going to, starting there, we're going to use that as the springboard to get into what does it actually mean by, you know, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. So why don't you go uh, in your Bibles to Zechariah 4, Zechariah 4, verse 1. Zechariah 4. Verse number one. Starting with verse number one. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep and said unto me, what seest thou? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick of gold with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof. And two olive trees by it, one upon the other, right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Okay, so please underline that. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Okay, 
as I said, you know, all scripture has bearing on our lives. And here uh, we see uh, Zerubbabel was going to be tasked with building the temple. And what the angel threw to uh, Zechariah saying to be told to Zerubbabel is that the building of that temple is not going to be done not by might, not by power, but only by his spirit. Not by might means not by an army is this temple going to be built. Not by power, meaning any influence, okay, that may be out there from any people or in any, anyone in government or anyone else like that, but by the spirit of the living God. And the same thing that goes for us here today, all right? It could be that we are waiting on, on something full from the Lord and, and we're trying to figure out how it's going to be done and what God is saying through this scripture, that whatever needs to be done in your life is not going to be done by any might of your own, okay? not by any power, not by you having political connections or someone else that can make things happen in your life, okay, but by his spirit. And this is who we need to rely on, the Holy Spirit of the living God. In many places in the Old Testament, Holy Spirit is represented by oil, and we can see that in Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, and 1 Samuel 16, 13, Holy Spirit is represented um, by oil. And the olive trees uh, and they represent the oil in Zechariah's vision there. The olive trees is representative of the Holy Spirit's power, which would help Zerubbabel finish building the temple, okay, which is symbolized by the lampstand that we just read about. The lampstand's light signified that Israel, God's covenant people, were to shine forth light and glorify God in the earth. Just as Zerubbabel would need to depend on the Spirit of the Lord to accomplish the work, so do we as Christians today. God's people, we have no ability in ourselves to shine the light of God's truth to those walking in darkness. Only with help of Holy Spirit can we shine forth light to glorify God and, and those walking to those that are walking uh, in darkness. Through Zechariah, God was telling Zerubbabel that what needed to be done, again, I say, would not be done by might or power, but by his Holy Spirit. All right? And again, might could be an army of, of men. God said that's not going to cut it. Power, political persuasion of those that were there, but it's not going to, going to help. And we have to remember that also. And like I said, the same thing applies to us today. Finances, jobs, housing, relationships, whatever in our lives are, are broken or seem to be a challenge for us. The things that's going to be, that need to be corrected will only be done by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God. Amen. So let's look at some facts about the living God. We're talking about the power of God. We need to understand what kind of power it is that God has. You've probably heard that God is referred to as being omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent. And we're going to look at those three aspects of God's, of God's uh, character, if you will, by going to strip the scripture. So why don't we start by going to Psalm 139, verse number 1. Psalm 139, verse number 1. Praise the living God. Psalm 139, verse number one. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understand my thought afar off. Thou compass my, encompass my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto, this, unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee? 
from your presence. If I ascend up into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. And there shall, and there, and there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light upon me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike thee. Okay? So saying there that no matter where you go, it started out by saying there in verse 1, Thou hast searched me, O Lord. You know my sitting down and you know my getting up. You know when I go to bed. You know when I, when I, when I uh, arise. You know my thoughts from afar off. You accomplish yourself round about me. Okay, you know every word that comes off my tongue. Okay, so that from there we see that God is omnipresent. No matter where you are, God is. And there's nothing that you can do that God doesn't see. And we need to remember that too when we're thinking about and start thinking about how are we conducting our lives as children of God. You may think you're hiding something from a family member, from your boss or someone else or a neighbor, you know, some secret behaviors that you may be engaged in. But God knows. God knows. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He knows when you're going to bed and he knows when you're waking up. He knows when you're, when you're sinning or when you're engaging in something that you shouldn't be doing. Amen. Amen. So God is omnipresent. All right? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. So you cannot hide yourself from God's presence or from his spirit. Okay? Omniscient or all-knowing, we can see by going to 1 Corinthians uh, 2 verse 1. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 1. 1 Corinthians 2, verse number 1. And we see there it says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of, of uh, speech <clears throat> or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Okay, said he didn't come to him with with enticing words of man's wisdom. In other words, he didn't come to him with a whole bunch of fancy words and and speaking from his head. All right, and and we can't be speaking to Christians, other people, you know, that that the Lord is sending us to witness to. We need to make sure we're speaking to them with the power and under the unction, under the anointing of Holy Spirit, not from our own wisdom or from our own knowledge, you see? And that's one of the things that we see happening so much today in the world that is around us. You hear people on news channels or written in the newspaper or written or whatever, and you hear people that are speaking from their own minds, okay? And they always will prop themselves up to be speaking with such wisdom. But we need to search that wisdom and compare it to Holy Spirit wisdom, all right? Because we, as, as ministers of Jesus Christ, we as children of God, when we're witnessing to someone else or ministering to someone else as Holy Spirit guides, need to make sure that we're speaking to them with direction of Holy Spirit. So he's saying, and Paul is saying, my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Okay, okay, okay. Man will, man cannot save you. Man cannot lead you to where God wants you to be. 
Holy Spirit is the only one that can lead you to where God wants you to be and to put words in your mouth. So we are not to be to be standing in awe and listening to someone speaking speaking of themselves. Our faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Our faith is not in mankind, okay, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, so people who prop themselves up to be so wise, you know, what he's saying here is that is that man is not that wise after all, because otherwise they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. Jesus was speaking truth to them. Jesus was speaking facts to them. Jesus was speaking based on what God the Father was telling him. But they did not even recognize that. Okay, so we cannot go depending on the wisdom of men. We have to make sure that we're following Holy Spirit. None of the princes of this world or none of the leaders of this world is saying in verse eight, none of the leaders of this world, you know, didn't have that wisdom. They didn't know it. For if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse number nine says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. We can't even begin to imagine the things that God has prepared for us if we love him. Okay, if you love God and you're, you're sticking to his word and, and then you're trying your best and you're staying away from sin and you love the Lord, then you can't even begin to imagine what God has in store for you. Right? Can't even begin to imagine. God loves us. And he wants the best for us. He wants us to be, to, to, to be prosperous on this planet Earth while we're here. He wants us to be victorious on this planet Earth while we're here. Amen. So there's a life that God wants us to lead. And many times we forget about that, especially when we have, you know, tons of anxieties resting upon us or things going on in our lives that are difficult and challenging. Remember that God loves you and you can only begin to imagine what God has in store for you if you just keep your eyes focused on him. Okay. I has not seen, verse 9 again, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. There's the spirit again. God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit teaches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The deep things of God, you see. Now, this is where, you know, I've said many times before in many of these other messages that you you have to really uh, uh, wrap your mind around and wrap your spirit around the fact that um, God lives and exists in a spiritual existence, a spiritual realm. Okay, and the spiritual realm is where he is, Holy Spirit is, Lord Jesus is. Okay, and this is where the, 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 the mysteries, as God chooses to reveal them to us, this is how they are revealed. It's through the Spirit. Okay, it's not through, not through another man. We can't get wisdom from another man. It's revealed to you by the Spirit. Okay, now, as, as, as a point, I mean, I can stand up here all day long and talking to you and reading these scriptures to you and so on like that. But if you don't have some Holy Spirit revelation working in you here, Okay, then all you are hearing is another man that is reading from a a book that is called the Bible. You don't see and you don't pick up the Holy Spirit revelation that's in these words, you see. So we cannot lean on and trust in the wisdom of men. We have to make sure that if we're listening to someone, make sure that it's Holy Holy Spirit driven, okay, and that it's Holy Spirit given for that matter. Amen. Amen. So the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And that's where we need to be. As children of God, we need to 
need to start desiring the deeper things of God. You know, I preached a sermon a while back about about being being like a spiritual babe where you're drinking on milk and that's the easy stuff, the easy stuff. What we should be be striving for is to eat the deep spiritual meat, quote unquote, if you will, the meat of God. Lord, give me the immediate things of you. Reveal your mysteries unto me. Let me be able through your Holy Spirit understand the, the deeper things of you because God wants us to understand the deeper things. God wants us to walk this earth with um, using the power in the name of Jesus that God has given us as his children. But many times we just don't do that. We forget about who we are in Christ Jesus and we don't use, we don't plead the blood of Jesus. We don't understand what that means. We don't use the name of Jesus. Many people I've heard pray will, will, will give a prayer, especially when I'm listening to someone pray in public and whatnot. I always wait to see how they're going to end that prayer. The word of God says that in the name of Jesus, you pray in the name of Jesus. Okay. Many of us don't even realize that we should end our prayers in the name of Jesus, that we should be praying in the name of Jesus. This is what the word says. Okay, Jesus says, whatsoever you pray in my name, the Father will do. All right, so, so, so these are the deeper, meatier things of God that many times we just don't, don't realize are available for us. All right? So Paul here is saying, you know, and then verse number 11 says, for what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. In other words, what man knows the deeper things of a man except the spirit or except that person himself. All right, so in other words, you know, uh, 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 you, you may have a very, very close friend. You may have a wife or a husband, you know, or someone that's close to you, you, you know, a, a, a loved one, you know, you know and, and you swear that you know them and they swear that they know you. But the deeper, deeper, the deepest, most things of you, no one knows but you, okay? No one knows but you. Right? And we can never even hope to know the deepest things or the deepest thoughts of any human being, for that matter, okay? Because no one knows you better than you, amen? So what this is saying is, what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him, all right? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God, okay? So the only one that knows the deeper things of God is the spirit of God, all right? You are the only one that knows the deeper thing. You as a human being, I'm not talking about God, but you are the only one that knows the deeper things of you. Another human being doesn't know the really, really deep things about you. With God, only the Holy Spirit knows the deeper things of God. This is why we need the power of Holy Spirit, right? the, the Spirit of God. Verse number 12 says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world. We have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. All right? Let me read that again. We have received, not the spirit of the world. You haven't been given a worldly spirit, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. All right? So you have the Holy Spirit that is in you, and God wants to reveal to you through Holy Spirit those deeper things of him. God wants to reveal to you through Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is, is omniscient. God is omniscient. He knows all things. He knows all things. So this is what God wants to share with you, okay? I mean, not that God wants to, wants to make you like him. That would be, you know, impossible. You know, if, if God even made it, if God so desired to just download everything on us that he knew, I think we as human beings would probably go mad or something would happen. But there's no way, you, you know, uh, with, with these mortal minds, you know, these finite minds of ours, of ours, can we contain and absorb the infinite mind of, of God? Amen. But God does want us to know things as he reveals them to us through his Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Amen. But God is the one that's all knowing. He's omniscient. He's omniscient. Okay? Verse 13 says, which things also we speak, not in the words of man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Let me read that again. Which things also, let me, as a matter of fact, let me go back to verse 12 because I want you to really get it all in context here. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. All those are such powerful words. Okay, okay. This is definitely saying that there's a big difference between man's wisdom and man's teachings and the teachings of Holy Spirit, which God wants to reveal unto us. Verse number 14 says, But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. In other words, an unbeliever, the natural man, one who has not been born again, one who is, uh, is incapable of receiving instruction from Holy Spirit because they don't know Jesus. They haven't asked Jesus into their lives. So it's impossible for the natural man or the unbeliever or the non-believer to receive this, the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, I'm sure, you know, if you've been born again, if you're a Christian, a child of God for any, any period of time, you've probably had some discussion with, some, with someone that was unsaved, an unbeliever. And when you got to points where you were trying to relay to them what the Word of God says on a given, given topic, okay, or maybe clarifying for them what the Word of God says on a given topic, and that person that's unbeliever, I'm sure you've experienced this. When you looked in their eyes, you could see that they weren't tracking what you were saying. They weren't following what you were saying. You could see that you were speaking over their heads, so to speak. Okay? And that person in that unsaved state can never fully comprehend what you are saying. Because what you are saying is something that requires some spiritual discernment for them to comprehend, comprehend and, and follow and receive what you are saying. That's why it's so difficult for us as Christians when we're talking to someone that is an unbeliever, okay? This is why if the Lord is sending you out witnessing and, and you're going about and you're evangelizing, obviously, of course, you're going to be prayed up and ready to go, you know, and fully anointed with Holy Spirit so that God can give you the words to speak, okay, where that person can, can, can be triggered to realize that they need to come to the Lord Jesus Amen. But the things that we speak, speak, you know, to a natural man, someone that is un, unsaved, they, 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 are, they are simply not understood and they are not received. Okay, we're talking over the heads. The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. And we've, we Christians have been called fools, been called fools. I'm sure you've heard, you know, you've heard the words many, many times. Oh, yeah, you believe in, in an invisible God. Okay, you believe in a God that you cannot see. Now, they fully do not understand who God really is. They don't understand that uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. The Word of God talks about everything that was made were made was made from things that are not seen. So they, take, they cannot even understand the, 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 the point, the concept, that there is an unseen existence, there is an unseen reality out there that is more real than this physical world because everything that is in this physical world came through, came from the spirit realm, because this is where God is. Amen? Amen. But they, they don't understand that concept. So when you start talking about, you know, when you start saying, you know, what God told me, or God says, or whatever, right away they start saying, you're talking foolishness to me. 
Can you prove to me that there's a God? God, I, I can't see this God. I can't see this God. You see? You see? So what we say as children of God is oftentimes perceived by the unsaved person as foolishness, right? For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, okay? All right. So Holy Spirit, God is, God is omniscient. He knows all things. He knows all things. And he is willing to reveal to us as he so deems fit and in what time, what period of time in accordance with what's going on in your life and how you are indeed progressing. But God is the one that has all of the knowledge. We also know that God is omnipotent. And if we go to Luke 1, uh, Luke 1, verse 28, Luke 1, thank you, Jesus. Luke 1, verse 28. Okay. Now we're talking about omnipotence here, okay, or all-powerful. That's what omnipotent means. When you see the word omni, it means all. Okay, okay. It means, it means all, right? If... Uh, if you, you see animals, uh, what are they? They're, they're, they're herbivorous, which is they eat vegetables only. They're carnivorous, meaning that they eat, uh, eat, eat meat only. And then, then omnivorous is meaning that they eat everything. Okay, eat everything. So when you see the word omni, it means all. So um, um, omnipotent means all potent, all powerful. So verse number 28 says, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what matter, manner of salutation this should be. Why is he saying this? He's wondering. Okay. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive a son. Behold, thou shalt conceive uh, a son. Conceive, I'm sorry. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be seeing I know not a man? She has not been with a man. So she's wondering, how can I become pregnant? I have known no man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. She was called barren, yet still, through the power of God, she also was conceiving a son. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Underline that, please. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's all-powerful. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. At that point, she stopped arguing. You know, she said, you know, be it... Uh, you know, be, be it according to your will, be it according to your word, what you're saying. And Mary simply, you know, said, okay, I accept that. 
Right? So this is showing here that God is able to create a baby in the womb where a woman who had known no man. God was able to create a baby in the womb where, where, where the natural, quote-unquote, process had not taken place. So God is all-powerful, not by spirit, not by might, but by my spirit. I'm sorry, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen? 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 The things that need to be done in our life will indeed be done by God's spirit. We see here where Paul was preaching in the spirit. If we go to Romans 15, Romans 15, Romans chapter 15, verse 12. And again, and again, Isaiah said, there shall be a root of Jesse and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles in him shall the Gentiles trust. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Underline that, please, through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I myself am also persuaded of you, my brethren, that you are also full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to uh, also to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written the more, more boldly unto you in some sort as putting you in mind because of the grace that is given to me of God, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. I have therefore, whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed, through the mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. Underline that, please, through the mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. Okay? Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. So that from Jerusalem and round about unto Illyricum, Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Yea, so I have I stirred, strive to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. But as it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see, and they that they that have not heard shall understand. Amen. Amen. So, so what you're seeing there again, Paul is talking about the Spirit, the power of the Spirit of God. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Right? So you're saying that nothing that I say is going to bring anything of any good. It's going to be the spirit of the living God that's going to do it all. Amen? Amen? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. If we go a couple of more scriptures here, if we go to Matthew 12, uh, verse number 24. Matthew 12. Verse number 24. We see there where it says, But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. This is where Jesus was, was delivering someone from the, the, a demon. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided itself is brought to desolation. Every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, 
Here we are. By the underline, by the Spirit of God. If I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? Then he will spoil his house. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathers not with me scatters abroad. Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but this blasphemy against against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven given him. But whosoever speaks against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven by him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. All right? So he's talking about there, you know, blaspheming the Holy Spirit and the unpardonable sin. That's the one pardonable, that's one, that's the one sin that is unpardonable. Okay, it says, 31, wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven unto men. All right, so this is, is what these people were doing. They were accusing him of delivering that demonic um, person uh, by using satanic or demonic powers. And he said, if, if, I'm, if I'm doing that by Satan and I'm casting out Beelzebub, then you know, I'm, I'm, Satan's house is divided and it's not going to stand. You know? So therefore, I mean, that, that's ludicrous for them to even say that. But again, it's showing you, though, here where Jesus is talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. All right? The power of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit can come into your life and relieve you of any difficult or unjust situation. It's by his power that you can indeed be delivered. It's by the power of the spoken word that Holy Spirit will put into your mouth to say at the right time, even. During, during interaction with another, another person, be it your boss, be it a family member, be it your spouse, where there's some really challenging, difficult situation that's going on. Holy Spirit has the power to give you those powerful words to be spoken in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. We have to remember that again. We can't be going around through our lives looking for who can we call, what powerful or influential uh, person uh, can I call to help with this situation. Okay. What group of people can I muster up and gather together to come against this person or this group, this organization or whatever that is persecuting me? That's not where you're going to find the answer. The answer is by the power of the spirit of the living God. And the last scripture here is going to Acts 1, Acts 1, uh, verse number 8. Acts 1, verse number 8. This is where God was promising the Holy Spirit to the apostles. And so it says in verse number eight, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while he looked up steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. 
And as we know, if you go to the second chapter of Acts, you can see that these, uh, uh, these things were actually performed. Okay? When they were gathered there in prayer in the upper room, the Holy Spirit came upon them. But the reason is, it says here that in verse number eight, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in both Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Right. So that was a promise that was made to them, and a promise that was made to you. And if you're a born-again believer, that means that Holy Spirit at that point came upon you, and you were filled with Holy Spirit. And that's where the answers to any problems that you may have will be coming from. That's where they be coming from. Not by any power that you can bring about, not by any might that you can bring about, but by the spirit of the living God. So you have to remember that as we're going forward. Okay? Especially when things just start to seem so out of hand and you seem to be like, like you're just treading water, you're on a treadmill, you're trying this and you're trying that and, and nothing seems to be happening. Remember that God is with you and God is the one through his spirit that can deliver you from that situation that may be troubling you right now. Amen. Amen. And God knows that if you're free right now and you're feeling good and everything is going rosy with you, everything is fine. That's wonderful. Praise God. Praise God. I praise the Lord for you. But keep these words in your spirit. Keep these words in your spirit so that you can remember them and you recall what to do if and when a trial or a tribulation or a challenge comes your way. Because Jesus said that we will have trials. We will have tribulation. He said that. He said that. Okay. Even though we're born again and we're believers, okay, we are not exempt, you know, from being from being attacked by the evil one, by the enemy. We're not exempt. Matter of fact, and as children of God and whatnot, you know, the devil does not want to see us succeed at all. But if and when things do come into your life, if you're living a rosy life right now and everything is going fine, again, I say praise the Lord. But remember, if anything does come down your path, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hope this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, please consider passing on our um, web, web address to, to others out there. It's uh, www.genesis1.sermon.net, www.genesis1.sermon.net. And if you look at the top of the page, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and you'll be notified automatically when there's new content available for you. We're also on uh, YouTube on YouTube, that's uh, Genesis One Christian Ministries, and of course we have our free apps on the Android and Apple stores uh, for download free of charge uh, on our website or uh, uh, through the apps. All of our content is downloadable free of charge. You can download the video or download the audio-only portion. That's up to you. And save it to listen to later on. It's all, again, it's all free of charge. And if you just want to try to keep track of what's going on, uh, the ministry address is uh, www.genesis-one.org. That's www.genesis-one.org. That's where the website is, and you can look there for any <clears throat> any announcements or any upcoming things that's going on. Amen, amen. So praise God. I hope uh, this message was a blessing, and now let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this time that we've had with you, Lord God, and uh, in the name of Jesus, we pray that as we go through the balance of the day or week ahead of us, O oh Lord, we shall remember these words, O oh Lord, and keep these words closely guarded within our spirits, O oh Lord God, and remember that things in our lives that need to be accomplished, things that are challenging to us, will be done not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, O oh Lord God. So we praise you, Lord God, just magnify thy most wonderful name. We thank you for loving us so much, O oh Lord God, that you would speak to us through your words, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. 
Heavenly Father, and again, we praise you and magnify you in the master's name of Jesus Christ. I say to you all out there to go forth and be blessed and remember that Jesus is Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God again. Okay, go forth and be blessed. And uh, remember to uh, always remember that uh, Jesus is indeed Lord. Here we are. Thank you, Lord. Yeah.